Today, we're going to talk about a concept that a lot of us men do, but we don't really fully realize that we're doing it. And that is buffering. Are you actually buffering? What is it? How can you avoid it? And we're going to be talking about that this week on episode number 47 of the Relaxed Mail. This is the Relaxed Mail, a show that comes to you each week helping men to remove the nice guy from their life so they can actually live their life on their terms. Join the host certified coach Brian Goodwin as he helps men step out of their heads and become free from the thoughts that bind them. Hey man, hello and welcome to Relaxed Mail. All right, so we are still here at the house and and sadly my my computer's still not working so we're doing we're doing things a, a little bit of the old fashioned way where we sneaker net it from one computer to another but uh the uh the the woes of the uh, of the mac are, are still well in play uh and so because of that the the blog posts and stuff are not up to uh to frequencies that i'm wanting but we're we're getting there slowly ever so slowly but surely we're getting there but anyhow so today wanted to talk about buffering and buffering is a is a bad habit that we we have us as humans we often find ourselves buffering to avoid so many painful areas of our life Buffering is just a means of putting off something that our mind doesn't really want us to focus in on. And when it comes to the buffering, when it comes to avoiding stuff, we our brain is so sneaky. It is one of those just when you step back and you actually pay attention to what it's doing, you become so fascinated by the human mind in that how it will find little ways to convince you to not face the the problem at hand but it will it will come up with different uh, different tactics as to why you want to actually avoid doing some fairly hard work and a lot of that hard work is not what us guys associate with being hard work a lot of times the hard work is facing a thought that we have and hello, Rain. Decided to wake up from your nap. So we have such a a complex bit of life, and whether we want to fully admit it or not, us men do have as much emotional depth and as much emotional range as what women do. The only issue is, is we don't apply. It's kind of like colors. I may see a purple, or what I might call a light purple, but my wife may call a lilac. Or a, uh, uh, oh, what's another fly, a purple flower? But, you know, she'll come up, they'll have a different, uh, red. We may look at a kind of a reddish brown color and we just go, oh, that's kind of a reddish brown. And they go, no, no, that's, uh, I believe maroon. And so we have, when we come to our, our emotions, we normally see happy, sad, depressed, uh, elated, horny. You know, we have these different emotions that we will feel. And while we can't, we don't verbally break them down into as small chunks as what a lot of women do. We also 
have those same range of emotions. We may not be, uh, we not may not be as eloquently able to speak out what that emotion is as what is what a, a, a woman can, but it doesn't mean that we don't have those emotions and a lot. And because we do have all those types of emotions, we also, as men, find ways to avoid feeling certain ways. And a lot of times those feelings, we, we will pile into things like procrastination. We'll hold off. We won't do something because it's not because we don't want to do the work. It's because we don't want to face the thoughts and the emotional sensations that we believe we're going to have while doing whatever that particular work is the sense of unease, the sense of uncertainty, the sense of, of other emotional sensations come rushing in that we are not fully prepared for. And so our brain knowing that we are not going to like that, that emotional roller coaster that we may go on doing whether it's either just something as simple as writing a blog post or doing a YouTube video or going through and cleaning out the closet over at our mom's house after she recently passed. All these things are in their own way difficult and but we have to process them in one way or another. And our life you've heard me say before, our lives are 50-50. It's 50% pain, 50% pleasure. There's no bartering in that fact. A lot of people want to try to say it's no, I think it's more like 80-60. Yeah. Okay, if you want to if you want to fight it that hard, you can fight it that hard, but you're going to find out that it you're going to have a 50-50 life. But because people and that's a good sign of of uh a buffering, the fact that a lot of people want to discuss and go and have the argument of, no, I don't like the fact that it is 50, 50, that half my life is going to be painful or uncomfortable in some form, fashion or another. So I would rather it be only, you know, 60% or uh, 40% uncomfortable as opposed to 80% or 60%, 40%. I'll learn to do math one day. <laughs> I just realized what I did. Uh, <laughs> I don't want to have, I want to have 60% pleasure, 40% pain. Okay. You can tell yourself that you're having that, but the fact that you are avoiding the fact that, yeah, there is 10 more percent of pain going to be in your life than what you actually want to acknowledge is a very good example of what buffering is. Uh, and we do as men like to buffer a lot of times, a lot of men these days, we buffer in many different, in many different instances and styles. We play video games. We uh, we eat a lot. I used to actually buffer the fact that I hated my job so bad working over at uh, working, doing a, a particular trucking job. I'd gotten to the point where I was so burnt out and I detested it so much that I actually was overeating to instead of facing the fact that I really need to go find a, a, a different uh, job so that I can actually have closer to the type of life that I want. I was wanting to avoid that hard discussion with myself. And the way I, I reasoned it was whenever I go out and I sit out at the oil field, 
uh, over at the oil field location, there's a lot of times that we might be sitting there for 12, 24 hours before we can get unloaded. And so there's no chance for us to be able to head to town to grab something to eat. And so I would load up on just a whole metric crap ton of junk food. I would get three, four, five bags of chips and some beef jerky and all this other stuff and everything else. And I would get it all together and I'd have a little bit of, have some uh, ramen noodles in there. And I would just have it all for the, for the, the two weeks that I was going to be gone. The thing is, is though that first day that I was taken off on, uh, to head out to location, I would start plowing through the junk food and I would get through that junk food, you know, halfway, you know, halfway through the first week. And so the rest of the time that I was out, no, there wasn't any, anything for me to really, really go on. But I was so afraid that I was going to, with a scarcity mindset, I was just, uh, I wasn't happy. I was going to stuff myself silly to numb down the pain of not being happy at work. But in all reality, because I was denying myself the means of processing and going through that pain of just saying, you know what? I'm going to quit this job and worry about all and me sitting there worrying about all the emotional, uh, backlash that I could possibly get from, from my employers because I was going to quit after, you know, 11, 12 years because I wanted to avoid all that, I was willing to make myself miserable because by the end of the day, I was so stuffed because of junk food that I was miserable trying to make sure that I didn't feel bad about talking to somebody about quitting. You see how we can take all these bits of just wanting to avoid something uncomfortable and make ourselves even more uncomfortable because we want to try to to try to deduct from a deficit that we have in our life. So yeah, if you want to have a 60, 40 life, that's fine. You're just going to end up causing that 40% to be a whole lot bigger. And it's going to balance out to be in a 50, 50 life. You're just going to transfer that pain from a, a conversation that you really don't want to have to a, stomach sensation or a hangover if it's you want to, if you're drinking too much time away from your family not seeing your family the pain of that by spending too much time at work having very meaningless sex for those young single guys who are listening who go off and bounce from one chick to another because you know you don't want to face something that needs to be done at the house or some other type of idle dilly dally. A lot of us guys are real good at, you know, there, here comes a crowd of people. We're having a, a having a, a party. At, wife's has a party at, at the house and you're there for a little bit, but eventually you kind of find yourself sneaking out and you're cleaning your tools in the garage and everybody's wondering where you're at. And you're all, oh, you're just in there with a rag, just cleaning a, a screwdriver for the 14th time putting it down, grabbing your nine sixteenth wrench and, and polishing it. We'll find things to do so that we don't have to do the uncomfortables. And that's exactly what buffering is. Buffering is our means of 
not facing up to something uncomfortable that we we need to do. We know we need to do it. We a lot of times, like if we're alone, we have such we avoid boredom like it's the plague. Yet, when our mind is bored, that's when we come up with the best ideas. When you start becoming bored and allow yourself to become bored, instead of picking up your phone and using the phone as a as a uh, as a constant dopamine injector, if you actually were to allow yourself to just get be bored, have a piece of paper in front, and just start writing ideas and thoughts that you have down, talk about finding a path to a to a life of fulfillment. You would start doing that. All you have to do is actually just take the time to step away from having to have your mind perpetually flooded with dopamine and serotonin. Instead, allow your mind to get bored. And that's something that we avoid as men. We avoid, and women and kids, we all hate feeling bored. Why? Because our brain isn't getting all the good juices. It's, you know, it's having to, it, it goes into panic mode when it doesn't have the, the happy juices flowing because, you know, that means that we're, we're, something's not right. We're not comfortable. Buffering is essentially just a habit. So a lot of times you get home, say your, your wife is out of town and you get home and you sit down, and you crack open a beer. It's a habit. Yeah. Wife comes back from her trip and you're still sitting down. You crack open a beer and eventually you crack open two beers and go to six beers and six beers to 12 beers, 12 beers to a case of beer every night. And you wonder where this habit come from. Well, the habit is because you're avoiding something that needed to be said, something that needed to be done. And you once you start trying to look at what those buffers are and why you're actually buffering against something and you actually start looking at what those actual somethings are you start making strides because you start finding out what that actual pain point is what what would happen if you stopped drinking say you have just a six pack of beer every night and you stopped what are you what thoughts would you start having and those get kind of scary for for guys because all of a sudden we're facing questions that we would never want to actually think of. You know, am I really happily married? Yeah, it's kind of a scary question to ask because what happens if you say no? Does that mean you have to leave your wife? I don't know. Does it? Or does it mean that you just need to start finding some a way to make the marriage work so that you can find the happiness in your marriage? I don't know. Again, I don't know. I'm not you. But I bet you if you were to sit down and actually look at it, you would actually figure out what the root of it is. But it takes the step of breaking a habit. Right now, I'm going through quitting smoking. I've I've quit smoking for eight years. And then in 2020... For whatever dumbass reason, I picked a cigarette up, thinking that oh, I can have one. You're right. I could have one. And then one turned into two, two turned into half a pack, a half pack turned into two packs. Eventually, I had to let the pain had to get bad enough of me f- smoking up and going through, you know, 60 bucks worth of cigarettes in a week to go, you know what? Uh, we're going to, we got to quit this. I'd rather spend 60 bucks on two weeks worth of lozenges 
get this habit kicked in the teeth and get back to where I could breathe again, get back to where I don't feel like my heart's going to beat out of my chest. Cause there's several times where I, I know I've started getting high blood pressure because I'll be sitting there and all of a sudden I'll just boom, boom, boom. I can feel the heartbeat hammering in my ears. I could feel it behind my eyes. It's such a bizarre and odd feeling. But I know I'm doing damage to myself, and I was just okay with it. If I want to be able to protect my wife down the road, I have to be able to be alive. So I have to do that hard work of facing the thoughts that I am having. Why did I want to pick up smoking again? What was the fear that I was going to have on quitting smoking? What would happen if I did smoke or stop smoking? All these questions. And those are a lot of those questions are very uncomfortable. It's a lot easier just to say, ah, it's not important. Pick up a cigarette, strike up a, uh, a flame and take a big, beautiful, wonderful, lung full of cigarette smoke. A lot of y'all may still smoke. And it, yeah. You know exactly what I mean when I say that lung full of, of beautiful, wonderful smoke, because it does. It just floods your brain with so much dopamine, and you feel so satisfied. <sighs> Especially after a really contentious time. There's been many times I've gotten on the other side of Dallas, uh, DFW, and just that light up uh, of a cigarette after getting through Dallas traffic was Beautiful. So why would I want to give that up? I mean, come on. Something that feels that great, something that wonderful. Well, because it's at a cost. It's at a cost I don't want to pay. I've increased my chances of lung cancer. I really don't want to care to, you know, 20 years down the road, find out that, oh, by the way, yeah, you've got stage four lung cancer. Good luck to you. Have a good day. And you, you're not going to have enough air to be able to live your life to the fullest. So you're going to be stuck here in a hospital bed for the next time, for the time being. No, that's not how I want to go out. I want to live my life on my terms. And my term is that I'm quitting smoking. I'm done with that smoking. I'm getting that smoking out of my life. I want to have a coaching business where I lead you and other men to become the best men possible. That is, those are my terms. I want to live the fullest life every day. And I can't do it whenever I'm sitting there having a cigarette because the moment I start trying to do something, I break out in some of the most fierce sweats you've ever come across. You would think it was raining on a sunny day the way I'm dripping. Is that because of active glands or is that because of the nicotine? I really think it's because of the nicotine. I could be wrong. Once I get all this finished and here in another two and a half weeks or two and a half months, whenever I am nicotine free, it'll probably be in the time around the cold. But by the time summer comes back around, if I am still in a truck, I'll tell you, hey, yeah, uh, no, I've just got hyperactive glands and I just sweat two gallons of water every every time I'm outside. And I can be okay with that. At least I now know. But when it comes to buffering, 
smoking cigarettes, taking drugs. Well, I think a lot of people who uh, smoke marijuana, they they do it to buffer because they don't want to face the fact of where their life is. They don't want to face the fact that, hey, I I could have better, but that means I have to get out of my comfort zone to do it. Why get out of your comfort zone when you're comfortable, right? Yeah, I mean, come on, man. It's comfortable. Just light up a bowl, gurgle, gurgle several, a uh, couple dollars down into your lungs. Yeah. You get to sit there. You get to feel all lightheaded and tingly and buzzy. And, you know, it's kind of, it's, it's cool. Somebody says something real stupid and you giggle about it for the next hour and a half. I mean, it's, it, why is that bad? And you hear people argue for the benefits of, of marijuana in such great ways, huh? Oh, it's, it's, it's nowhere near as bad as tobacco because it's natural. Well, so are cigarettes. They're made of tobacco. Tobacco is a leaf. Yet no one accepts the tobacco anymore. It's being shunned. Essentially, what society is doing is they're trading one drug for another drug. Nicotine is a, is a, honestly, it's actually a poisonous substance. I think it's a thimbleful will kill, kill, I I forget if it's a man or if it's a, if it's a bull, it's, you know, it doesn't take much nicotine to, to kill a man is essentially what I'm getting at. It's because they want to make sure that they can justify their buffering. They want to tell themselves, Hey, it's cool. It's good. It's natural. It's good for you. It's got benefits. I'm not going to, I'm not going to deny that because yeah, there are benefits. It's, it, it is fun to go off and get stoned from time to time, but you have people who are waking bakers and that's where they think they've got it under control. But I really, honestly, I don't believe they do. I love Kevin Smith, but have you seen his movies since he became a waking baker? There, you've seen tusks, right? That's a little odd. And I would love to be able to sit down and coach Kevin Smith on, on addressing the, the pains in his life. I think he would be fascinating. Will I ever be able to do that? Eh, maybe it's a goal. How will I do it? I don't know. I got to figure that out. And that's an uncomfortable thing. The uncertainty, the unknowing. I could either just completely just buffer on that. Well, I don't know how I'm going to do it. Okay. And buffering isn't just actions. We have indulgent emotions that we love to use as a means of buffering. One of the most common buffering uh, indulgent emotions is confusion. I don't know. I just, I, I have no idea. Well, no one can blame you, can you? can they that's the best cut off you know shoot down term that you can use i don't know how can i be in and how can i be of uh at fault if i don't know what i what the next step is i don't know what the next step is so i can't do anything i don't know where i'm supposed to begin on starting my, my own career so i've just got to sit here and, and do nothing no you got to try something well, what am I supposed to start? You figure that out. That's where, you know, life gets messy. You've got to get messy, man. You've got to do stuff that you're not really sure on how what you're going to do. Because when you start doing it, it's going to get messy. You're going to screw up somewhere along the way. 
things are not going to go as planned. And when you do that, that's where you're actually learning. Oh, this doesn't work, but this does. That works. This is just stay away from it. And everything that works for you doesn't work for you. Everything that works for you works for you. So if you go to try to tell your best friend, John, that, hey, this is what we, this is what needs, what you need to do. And they try it. It's not going to work. And it's not because it's wrong. It's just wrong for John at that time because he's got other thought work he has to do before he can get to the level that even you're at right now. And you may just be at the point right now where you're just coming up with ideas. But even then, you've done enough thought work and done enough thinking of your of yourself and to get out of just the the emotional discomfort of, well, let's entertain a couple ideas. What are some things I could do that would be my own business? What are some things that I could do that I could make my wife respond to me a little better? How could I make my wife's, mine and my wife's marriage just a little bit better? Not, not stupendously, just to get her to maybe kiss me on the cheek involuntarily one more time out of the day than what she does now. All you want is just one kiss extra a day. Is it possible? Oh, yeah, it's possible. All you have to do is figure out how to get her to do it. And if you're a nice guy, dude, that's not going to happen unless you start living your life on your terms. And if you want to know how to do that, if you want to know how to stop buffering, if you want to stop being that nice guy, that's where I can help you. That's where I am the person sitting right here, talking intimately into your earbuds right now, telling you, you can have the marriage you want with the woman that you're married to right now. And it's not making her change anything. She gets to stay the same person and you actually navigate the ship. What if? You did something, she got mad at you, and you were okay with that. What if you did not care for your boss and you actually stopped, you know, acting like he was your best friend and you actually were the man you wanted to be at that time? How would that be? Because a lot of us nice guys, yeah, we may hate our boss, but we're going to pal around with him whenever they're around because we don't want him to be mad at us. Well, what if he doesn't like it? What if he gets mad? What if he does? What does that mean? What does that mean to you? What if you could go, it means nothing to me? Okay. Are you still making him money? Are you still bringing revenue, lots of revenue in for him? Yeah. All right, then, dude, you're good. You're in like Flint. You can be... Your person doesn't mean you have to be a rude son of a gun. Just means that you, when he goes off and says something that is either, you know, against what your values are, you can go, dude, no, that's not cool. Or you may not say, dude, you may go, hey, 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 big guy. Uh, That's not cool. Or Mr. Robertson or whatever his name is. That's not cool. We don't, I don't say that. We don't do that. You know, I am not that type of person. And you can set up boundaries 
just fine. You have no problem setting a boundary up for somebody because if they violate it, you know what's what the uh, the ramifications are. They know what the ramifications are because you've set those lines. You're if you're a nice guy, you're going to buffer against that. You're gonna oh okay, well I'm just I'm gonna just act like I'm getting along to get along, and then you're gonna hate yourself for it down the road because you know what that thought that you had was not was against all of your integrity. You were out of integrity with yourself. And why be that way? Why not get integ- get into your integrity? Find your integrity to begin with. Find out what your values are. Find out what your beliefs are. And decide, do those beliefs benefit me? Do they serve me or do they not? And if they don't, why not just throw them out? You could do that when you're a man who lives on his terms. And I can help you do that. You can go to relaxmail.com forward slash work with Brian or forward slash coaching. And there you will actually be able to set up a consult call and we will sit down. We will talk it through, see what your goals are, see where you're wanting to be. And from there, get you see what type of plan we can come up with. And then you would be spending a year with me. We would and talking to each other, helping you to change that nice guy into a real man. And if that's something you're interested in, reach out. If you're wanting more information on it, you can do so. Shoot me an email, brian at relaxmail.com. I, and that's Brian with a Y. And I would love to be able to sit down and talk with you. So, guys, with that, I thank you very much for listening. Y'all take care. If you have any questions, comments, anything like that, shoot me an email. If anything I said on here resonated with you, Share it out to the, your friends. Share it, take it and share the link because all of our podcast apps these days have a share button. Hit that share button for this, for this episode and send it as a text message to that one buddy you're thinking of. Take it and share it up over onto Facebook or take a screenshot and share it onto Instagram, share it onto Twitter, Truth Social, whatever social media mastodon you know whatever social media platform you prefer to use share it out share it with the folks and let them know hey this is what i saw this and it resonated with me this is what i find interesting and share let people know share it with the men in your in that you are around let them know hey there's this podcast called relaxed mail and it is changing my life this is, there's a podcast called Relax Mel. Dude, I think it would serve you in so many ways. And the moment you do that, you actually start helping Relax Mel grow and become an even bigger movement than what it's already starting to be. We are going up and to the right more and more and more every single week. It is just a phenomenal, mind blowing experience just on how to see how this podcast is growing. So guys, Thank you very much for listening. I hope y'all have a great rest of the week. If you need, like I said, if you need any help, get a hold of me. I would love to sit down and talk with you and figure out how we can, how we can both work together and help you become the, the man that your wife, your children, your neighbors, your community needs you to be. So guys, with that, thanks again for listening. Love y'all lots. Catch y'all next week. Till then. Bye.